Hello and welcome back to another episode of Being. With me, your favourite hostess, Ayobola Deborah. We are on episode 29. If this is your very first time of tuning in, a very, very warm and special hello to you. And if this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, or even your 29th time of tuning in, a special shout out to you. What's poppin'? What's cracking? What it do? What it be? What's it been? And what is it gonna be? Fill me in. You can hit me up on all of my social medias. It's Ayabola Deborah on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you reach out to me, I will definitely reach right back out to you. So, first of all, I just want to say thank you to every single person who reached out to me on my birthday. Um, I turned 30 on the 30th of September and it was one of the best days of my life. Um, I didn't do anything extraordinary. I didn't do anything spectacular. I didn't have a party, um, even though that was the plan before COVID. Um, But in the end, I said to God, you know what? I um, don't know what I want for my birthday, you know, from the people around me, although I was being asked a lot um essentially when it came down to it I just kind of don't feel like I lack anything right now anything that I'd ask for would just be a luxury and so I said to God God I just want to be loved loudly um I don't know what that looks like for the people that are around me but that's just what I want on my birthday and you know what it was that and so much more and I just felt and still feel so overwhelmed by the amount of love that was shown to me on my birthday and the days after that. Um, so thank you to all of you. Um, much, 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 much appreciated. Um, and I hope that when it's your birthday, when it's your day, and we'll, or when you have something to celebrate, the people that are around you celebrate you the way that you would love to be celebrated. Right, on today's episode, I have a very, 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 very special guest joining me. Um, I have my mommy on the podcast, Mama Ayabola, legend in this game, the original OG, um, first best friend, first uh, banter partner, um, first sparring partner, um, just all around awesome human being. Um, we uh, sat down and had a conversation um, and it was very, very interesting for me, um, this this conversation, um, some of the answers to the questions that she gave. Um, and I think you'll really enjoy it because she's one of those people that you just love to hear her talk and love to hear um, what she has to say. So without further ado, here we go. This should be fine now. She didn't really function in Lily Fulmi. Huh? She only function in Lily Fulmi. No. Did you, is it a special function that this is, is different? Okay. It's different to what's on my phone. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Sure. Let's make sure you speak up. You don't need to shout, but just make sure you speak up. Okay. Why are you looking at me like <laughs> that? <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> you money. Why are you shouting? Well, can you see what I mean? But like... <laughs> can you hear the PK, mommy? I'm not using that. Okay. Yeah? yeah. So just make sure you speak. Reject my voice properly. Yes, so that you can be heard. Okay, she can practice. No, it's fine. Okay, practice voice. No, it's okay. fine. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Mm. Right, so I'm going to ask you a, a few questions. 
So normally I do like rapid fire questions where I just ask 10 questions and you have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. But I've got a mixture of questions that people have asked me to ask you. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go through them. Yeah. Ready? Have you ever tried drugs? Never. Never? Never. Not even marijuana? No. Why <laughs> would I? I don't know. Okay. Um, when did you land in the UK? On the 22nd of... No, on the 10th of September, 1988. Wow. So that's what? 30, 32 years. years, yeah. Okay. Okay. It was 32 years last month, actually. Right. And was the plan always to stay for this long? Two weeks. What? My plan was to stay for two weeks. And <laughs> you stayed for 32 years. And I've stayed for 32 <laughs> years. Okay. Um, how did you come up with my name, Ayobola Deborah? Ayobola Deborah was given to you by your grandmother, Patana grandmother. Okay. Yes. So she gave me both those she, names? She gave you Ayobola. Okay. I gave you Deborah. Okay. And it was the name that came to my mind um, when you were born. So you didn't have the name prepared beforehand? No. So did you know you were having a girl? Never. I never knew. So I was a surprise? You were a surprise. They, they don't tell us when we go for scan at the time. Okay. They don't tell you about the sex. Except if you've had one sex before yeah. and they see that this is another sex, then they might. Okay. Depending on, on whoever is doing the scan. Okay. Um, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you hear my name? Ayobola. Yeah, or Deborah. What's the first thing, thought that comes to my mind, to your mind when you hear my name? Thank you, Jesus. Because th those two names were very um, meaningful. So if someone says my name to you, the first thing you think is thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, when I was little, what did you think I was going to be? Uh, I thought you were going to be a um, news broadcaster. Huh? Yeah. Why? Because you you chatter a lot. And I thought, yeah, you chatter a lot. And you are very, very, very attentive. So, yeah. I guess this is kind of like being a newscaster, being a podcaster in a way. A news, yeah, a news a news broadcaster. Yes, that's that's what so I thought. So funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, what age of mine did you enjoy the least? The least? Yeah. Ah, that is a very difficult question. This is one of my I think questions. I think when, when you became an adult. You didn't enjoy it. When when you became an adult, it it, it started to be more challenging because you were speaking up for yourself and kind of like you have you, you have your mind. Before you became an adult, I can say to you, sit down there, you sit down. And so when you became an adult, um, you started to question, question some things, which I found, I found really challenging. So would you say, is it fair to say that it's harder to parent me now than it was when I was younger? Of course, because you're an adult. So, so it's just something, actually, I was saying, I was saying this to my friend yesterday that I find it more challenging now and not in a negative way, in a good way, because it tells me that you're growing mm -hmm. and I don't have to baby you or, you know, monitor you all of, all, all the time. Mm -hmm. 
even though as a mom you still need that support but nobody trained me to 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 live with adult children and and be their mom mm. it's there's no training for it so it's not about because i, I want to make sure it's not challenging it's, to break my heart it's not challenging to cause me heartache yeah but it's a challenge for me so so as a mom when you get to the point of being a mother yeah a mother is always a mother and I will always see you as that baby mm -hmm. that I birthed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when my baby now begins to tell me that I'm now an adult, you need to calm down. You need to do this. <laughs> then it becomes a challenge for me. And that's why you see me quiet a lot of times mm. because I'm thinking, okay, how do I address this? How do I address that? Because now I live with adults. So it's not about the loss of control. Because no, as, no, as when no. we were children, I guess there was a measure of I don't control think, that you had over us as I don't think it's ever a loss of control. Okay. And I, 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 I can just see my mother when she, when we were, when we became adults and we wanted to do our own things. And mom would, you know, being an African woman and, and be living in Nigeria... Mom would want to slap us, but she would think twice before she lift her hands. Mm. It would be difficult for me now to beg by Jolo Yifuin. It would be difficult for me. For it would be difficult for me. So, for those so, who don't understand, so wait, because there were things. For those who don't understand what that means. <laughs> okay, okay. For those who don't understand what that means, that means um, to, uh, a slap so, that would make you dizzy. Your spin. Basically. Your head spin. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's sometimes you do things that that really really get on my nerves that I would like want to big by Julie, but I can't do it. And so that is that's that's why you see me sometimes. I sit back. Mm. I'm quiet. Yeah. Because I have to think of the best way to approach things mm. now that you are adults. Yeah. Because I've I was never trained to to. To, to look after and parents and adults. Okay. Um, have I turned out the way that you wanted? Ex perfect. Really? Yes. And I can say it before God. Okay. Thanks. Um, do you want me to be like you? I want you to be who God wants you to be. I would prefer you to be who God wants you to be. So you, you don't mind if there are differences? There could be. In, well, in there could be similarities. Yeah. There could be similarities, but my 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 um what will give you give me joy the most is for you to be whom God has called you to be because I believe we're all unique. Mm. We can never ever we can have similarities because we can never ever ever be the same. Mm -hmm. So I would rather you become whom God has called you to be. Okay. Do you judge me for some of my choices? Choices that you may not agree with? Choices that you may not understand? I've always known you to be a deep thinker. And so if you... And, and very, very, um, very intelligent. That doesn't mean to say that you don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But to some extent, to a level of extent, I trust your judgment on things. Because I know that you are very reflective and you don't jump on things. So, yes. 
Okay. Um, be careful with this one. Don't expose me. What's my worst habit? Your worst habit? Hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ is Lord. What is your worst habit? I don't know. Not cooking. I'm not going to get into that. Okay, next question. Good. Next question. <laughs> is there any advice you wish I'd really take to heart? Don't give up too quickly. Because I feel that if you try something and you feel it doesn't work, I, I believe you should make more effort and make it work. I'm better at doing that now, though. You are, you are beginning to do that now, but I would rather you do that more. Okay. Because there are things that I know you, you are much more capable of doing mm. that you give up too quickly and you don't achieve it. And it's very, very painful. Okay. What's your favourite thing about me? Your... Just one thing. Your ability to listen. You're a very good listener. And I like that. Thanks. Um, what's one thing you wish you could change about me? One thing I wish I could change about you. Get in that kitchen and cook. What is it with you the cooking can... thing? Listen, no, but the listen, thing... no, listen, no, sorry, listen. Sorry. You asked me a question yeah, and I'm understand. answering I, that really question. Getting on my nerves. It shouldn't really get on your it nerves. It's not nerves. for me, it's not for anyone, but you know that you can cook. I can cook, so what's the issue? So why don't you just cook? Okay, can I be honest? Yeah. That kitchen is your kitchen. That's that's and we no, live in the same house. We live in the same house, exactly. That kitchen is your kitchen. Okay. It's your it's that's why I like most of the time when you're in the kitchen, I leave you because it's your time. It's how you enjoy cooking. I know you do, you enjoy it, and it's your space and it's your time, and you like to do things a certain way. I do things very differently to how you do things when it comes to cooking in the kitchen. And that conflict, I don't like conflict, you know this already. So that button of hers, oh, why don't you do it this way? Oh, um, why don't you try this? Oh, you should put this in it. Next time you should do this. And then chase me out of the kitchen and do the... I should chase you, I should chase you out of the kitchen. I should chase you Let out... Let me, mom, I want to I cook I should chase you out of the kitchen. Tell you, me, tell you, me. Are you it's what you're saying? Tell me, mom. Are you hearing Okay. You? from this broadcast oh, tell me days. mom oh, this is my time my to days. cook there's and no i will way. leave the kitchen for you there's no way that's gonna happen there's no way that will happen <laughs> there's no way that's gonna happen um okay is there something that you really really regret not doing anything Regret not doing in what sense? That's just what the question is. Relating to who? Anything. Could be anything. Right. I regret not... Is there anything I regret not doing? You can have no regrets. There's some people that don't believe in regrets. But I, mean, just, I just really... Interest. I regret... I believe, I don't, I can't think of any because mm -hmm. I sought help when I needed to seek help. Mm -hmm. I, I'm very reluctant to take step um, um, irrationally. Mm -hmm. I think through things before I do it. Mm 
and always I'm, I'm very teachable so I always sought help when mm. I needed help so I can't think of anything I I don't generally believe in regrets but there is one regret that I have okay and that one regret is that I didn't spend enough I didn't spend time with granny before she died Mm. that's the biggest regret so you mm. know when I turned 21 you and sister sent me to New York to was 20, 21 yeah 21. Sent, me to, sent me to New York and you know that was my birthday treat at that time but I had the option of going to Nigeria and I decided to go to New York because I thought that um you know I would always have time to go to to Nigeria and then so that was in I went August, beginning of September, and then Granny died in January the following yeah. following year. Mm. That is the one regret of my life that I didn't get to spend time with her mm. because we've we've grown up hearing so much about her. It's funny because just the other day I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about when we went to Nigeria for her seventieth. That mm. was in what two thousand and three, two thousand and four. I can't remember. Oh three, oh four, I think it was. And I was thinking about the whole time that we were there, the ten days or so that we were there we didn't get to spend any time with her either that time mm. because there was so much happening it was the first time that the whole family had been together in and somebody his, was very unwell at the time think, that and, mom and, was was it ronke yeah ronke was unwell and she broke her leg she was in ilori at the time yeah as well. so it was like there was there was so what, she wasn't there no she okay. wasn't there so and then you know at, at some time, I think Granny was sedated because she just wasn't sleeping. She was worried about everything. About Ronke. Yeah. Yeah. So there was so much happening. Mm. So we didn't get to sit, spend time to sit with her mm. either. Mm. And then she passed away, and it was like that opportunity to build and cultivate that relationship was now lost forever. So that's the one. I don't believe in regrets, but that's if I were to have a regret, that's the one thing that I regret. Yeah. It's a big one for me. Um. Okay. Um, do you feel like having us ever stopped you from accomplishing any of your personal goals? Are you joking? So I think I've achieved more than I anticipated. Really? Yeah, I'm a go-getter. Jeez. I want to do it, I go for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Um, what would you do uh, with £100 million? Pounds? Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 100 million pound the first thing i would do i'll I pay my tithe mm. from that mm -hmm. i would buy houses for all my siblings oh my gosh why would you do that i would for each of my siblings i wouldn't do that you asked me a question no, and sorry, i'm just telling sorry, you sorry, what sorry, i would sorry, do sorry. i buy houses for all my siblings <laughs> mm -hmm. and i will i will i will eh? Pay your that money is too much. It's I don't too even hundred hundred million look we hundred million pounds. Hundred million. Yeah. Ah. Hmm. It's not that much. I don't. I, it's it's a lot. I can't even think of it now. No, think of something. So you said pay your tithe. I'll pay that's my. I will take pay my tithe. So that's ten percent. So you have I'll settle million. myself. Wait, I'm just. I'll settle my children. Oh my Jesus. I will settle my siblings. What, so I after will, buying them a house, you now settle them. That's their settlement. The house, yeah. So you take that out. You don't need to settle them if you buy them the house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's just that's settle the house. You settle them. Okay. They can do whatever they like. It's not that they don't have their own houses, yeah. but you know that's my that's my piece of um, cake to them. 
I want to help orphans. I want to help orphans. I have hearts for children and anything I can do to support children, especially abroad, I will do that. I'm supporting children in Rwanda as we speak. Mm. I'm supporting children in Greater Mond Hospital. I'm supporting children in children's society. And I would think I think I would like to do more of that. Okay. So you'd use the funds to be able to Yes, to support the charity, your, charitable uh, measures yeah, in some yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. I'll do that. Okay. Um describe yourself in three words. Describe myself in three words. Just three words. I am ah. Just three words. Three words. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. Loving. Mm-hmm. Loving and warm is one word, isn't no, it? No, it's not. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and generous. Okay, I agree with those. And describe me in three words. You're honest. Mm-hmm. You're loyal. And you have. You are authentic. Authentic. Jeez. I like that. You are very, very authentic. Thank what you. you see is what you get. I love that. I do. I love that. Okay. So now I want us to talk about the 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 main the main main thing. The is main, it by no. <laughs> <laughs> the main main reason I brought you on the podcast today. Mm. Um we all know what 2020 has been like. Yeah. Um It's been very difficult, very traumatic. Um, It's been a struggle for so many people and in so many different ways. And I think this is the first time for a few generations that it's a a collective experience, a global collective experience. If it's not with the um, results of the the pandemic, um, everybody being locked down or people experiencing loss through death, if it hasn't been civil unrest um, in terms of Black Lives Matter, and even as we speak today, protests across Nigeria, um, the youth, the youths of Nigeria protesting police brutality, and um, there's just so much that has happened. And I think for many people, despite all of these things that have happened, it has built up in them a resilience, whereby it's push them to start again, to start thinking about doing things differently, to start thinking, um, or to go back to the drawing board and to start again and to start to recalibrate and just kind of reflect on their lives, where they've come from, what they've been doing up until this point and now thinking, okay, if I'm to scratch all of that, if I'm to strip all of these things away and start again, what does that look like for me? how do I start again? Is is there a way to start again? And if there is, how do I do that? Who do I turn to? What's my purpose in starting again? And how do I start again effectively? How do I start again um, without making the same mistakes that I made before or going down the same route or the same path that I did before? And I think when I look at your life, I think you are the perfect example of what starting again looks like um, in many different ways. And I don't think starting again is a one-time thing. I think starting again happens quite often. And I think about you, I think about your journey, I think about your life and the things that you've been through. I see that you started again so many times. Um, So I just want us to talk on that um, a little bit. 
so I guess the first question I'll ask you is um, when when was the first time that you felt like you had to start again or that you really recall ever having to start again? Um, for me, it was when I... I was um, I was teaching. I started my I started my teaching career in Nigeria, basically. Mm-hmm. And when I got here, obviously because of Wig Belu, we had to. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, that means your immigration status. So the your indefinite leave to stay in any given country, but in our case, the UK. So Wig Belu. Yeah. yeah. So. Obviously, because of that, that set me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, how when long, I how got, long, how long that, that, got that, that set me back for for years. How long was it before you got your, your before papers? I got my papers? About before I got my papers, over ten years. Okay. So in that time, actually, let me say this way: because when I got married, my status changed. I was able to work. Mm-hmm. I was able to work, and that's how. Um, I was able to work, but I I had no recourse to public fund. So I couldn't go and retrain. I couldn't go to the university to retrain. Because what I wanted to do was to retrain. As a teacher. As a teacher, just to do an overseas uh, uh, conversion, basically. Mm -hmm. um, To get my um, QTS, qualified teacher status. But that took me a while. But in that journey, I had to humble myself. So I would like to say that starting again sometimes can be humbling. Because I came from a background where I was a teacher. I was teaching. I was teaching in secondary school before I came here. And I found myself being a classroom assistant. Mm. That's for me, it's it's starting, it's part of my starting again. And that's humbling. Mm -hmm. And I thank God that somebody saw that in me and said, no, 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 you can do better than this. I can see that you can do better than this and pointed me in the right direction. Mm. So starting again sometimes can be humbling because Mm. it's unlearning what you already, you think you know, but you don't. Because I was in a different setting. Yeah. So for you, I think I find it interesting that you say, you know, coming here and having to retrain as a teacher, something that you were already actively doing, yeah, is the first time you felt like you had to start again. Yeah. I find that interesting because I would have thought that coming here in the first place was starting again. Because if you think about if you think about where you were coming from, mm. um, your background. I mean, you, you did grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth. You know, things may have changed as time went on, but, yeah. you know, just coming from where you're coming from, you knew a lot of people, a lot yeah. of influential and affluential people. Those mm-hmm. are the people that you grew up with and all of that. And then you yeah. left all of that and you came to a country where you didn't really know many people. Um, you came to a country where you had to basically start from the bottom. Mm. I'm I'm intrigued that you don't see that, or that's not the that's not what comes to mind is it you starting it, again. That didn't come. That didn't even occur to me. My starting again. Yeah. So I thought about. So my status from home 
changed when I got here. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say the cleaning job I did, the care work I did. What else did I do? Everything. Catering I did. Um, That's for me, it's not starting again. Mm, Why not? It's not starting again for me. I don't see that as starting again. I just saw it as a root. Mm. So you can pass through a root and not start anything there. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. For me, my heart, my purpose is to transform lives of young people. Mm. And I started that as a career from back home. Mm -hmm. If I haven't gone, if I haven't hit that, then for me, that's not starting anything. Yeah. So I was passing through. Yeah. So I started my journey again, and I wouldn't take start my started my journey in this country in this context, taking different routes, but not really starting again. Mm. The starting again for me was when I went back to retrain to get my qualification, mm-hmm. my status, yeah. to start that again. Okay. So I had my status back home. I had to go through some routes. Those routes for me are not starting again. Yeah. When I started to retrain was a starting point for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And that's, so, that's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. So moving from one setting to, to another setting doesn't mean for, to me, Personally, I don't know about other people, but for me, moving from one setting to another setting is actually for me not starting again until I start my heart, what my purpose is. Yeah, I, I just find that I just find that so interesting because obviously last week was my birthday and we, we talked a yeah. lot mm. in, in the days before and in the days after and we were looking back Yeah, yeah. on the journey mm-hmm. and... You know, I, I didn't tell you this, but I did. I felt very emotional, um, you know, after some of those conversations, just picturing you doing what you were doing at the time. Yeah. Um, and how, how, how insane some of the things you were doing were, but you were doing them in order for us to survive. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, for those who are listening, I'm not talking about anything illegal, anything dodgy, but just doing the most to ensure that there was a roof over our heads, there was clothes on our backs, and there was food in in our bellies. Some of those things are just, they're wild to me. And and even, even by today's standards, it's just insane that you were doing all of those things. Selling cosmetics in the market. It's like... <laughs> But that's not, that's not even the worst of it. Those, those, that's not even the worst of it. I mean, think oh, about Jesus. the fact that, you know, for a long time you were working seven days a week. I was like, what, 10 years? Yeah. We begged you to stop. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like working seven days a week and, you know, um, dropping us here or leaving us here and then coming to, to get us at another point. I didn't know when you said that you would leave me with a, 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 a child minder for like two weeks and then come back. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and although that that sort of story is not unusual to a lot of um, immigrants having, you know, um, come over here, mm. leaving their children with a nanny, mm. it's not it's not out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, it's insane. Yeah. The idea of it is insane to me. And to me, 
that is a definition of starting again because if you were at home you would have had help you would have had people that would be able to help you you would have had your mom you would have had siblings friends you would have had you know you know a model housemaid or someone that would be able to help you look after your children so i just find it very 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 interesting that for you none of that stuff was part of starting again um but it was just a route but i guess it goes to what you uh, goes to what you said when i asked the, the question in the beginning about humility talk to me about humility a little bit and how humility plays a role in being able to start again effectively i i think i think when you humble you learn when you humble yourself mm. you learn when you humble yourself in all those places where i went to work i was doing cleaning i was doing I was working in a school where the, the, the pot, school kitchen, where the pot is almost as tall as me. Mm. And I'll put my head in that pot and I'll be washing it. Yeah? I don't, I see humility as strength. Mm. As, as I actually see humility as strength. When you humble yourself, you learn. When you refuse to humble yourself, then you're just living in a bubble. Mm. That's why the Bible says pride precedes destruction. Because when you humble yourself, you have your eyes open, you are watching, you are learning new things. I don't, I don't care who my manager is. My manager can be 20 years old and I'm 30 years older than him. I don't care. As long as I'm learning from that person, what I'm learning is going to make me a better person. I don't mind. Mm. For me, that is humility. Mm -hmm. When you humble yourself. And for me, it, when I think about my journey now, I think I've only come across one manager that's older than me in my 32 years. Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I've only seen one manager that's older than me. And of all my managers, there's none that I did not get along with. Mm. Because, of, because I've humbled myself. I put them in their place as my manager. They have experience more than me. And all I need in that place is to learn, is to acquire some, 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 some you know, um, uh, knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that knowledge, I will not go until I acquire that knowledge. Mm -hmm. If I don't humble myself, I've, I've seen colleagues that, you know, came to a place, oh, I know this, I know that. They just fumbled. Mm. Why would I go to somewhere and, be, and fumble? Because I think I'm older than you. How dare you talk to me like that? I will not even carry myself in such a way that you talk to me anyhow. Mm. None of my manager ever stood before me and talked to me anyhow. Because I carry myself in such a way, not in a, 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 a you know, in a big-headed way or whatever, mm -hmm. but the way I carry myself you will not come and be talking to me anyhow. Mm. It's, it's just not possible. Mm. And it has not happened in my 32 years. Mm. It's never happened. Mm. That's when you humble yourself, God exalts you. Yeah. So I guess you would say then that starting again is not a bad thing. It isn't. Why is it It's not actually, it's not a bad thing because... Can I just say why I asked that question? Yes. Think about someone who has worked so hard mm. 
someone who has invested so much of themselves into something or into someone, yeah. into a relationship, mm-hmm. someone who um, has put their life mm. into trying to make something successful mm-hmm. and it fails or something happens and they have to start again. Mm-hmm. Is that not, uh, this is not necessarily my opinion, but you know, I'm just is trying that to not get, what? Is, is that not, is that not a bad thing? Is it not, is it not painful? Is, is feeling pain not a bad thing? Just... So let, let's think about hindsight now. Yeah. I have read about people, people who had to start again and again and again and again and again before they are fully established and they're now swimming in money. I think about the the owner of Kentucky KFC. Why do you? Why no, do, just why hold on. Let, let me let me no, just, let, let me just finish. <laughs> let me just finish. I actually read about that man recently. Okay. But my my point is, you see, when you when you are putting your effort into something and you are doing it well, mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing wrong in that. Mm-hmm. What every skill. Every skill that you would need when you actually get to a point where you feel, yes, I have, I have arrived. I have done what I needed to do. I have achieved my purpose. All those skills, you need to acquire all those skills before you get to that point. Can I go to the Bible on this platform? Is that all right? Joseph. Oh, no, let me not go to Joseph. Let me go to David. David began to acquire his skills to battle from when he was in the field. Mm -hmm. He had to stand before the lion and kill that lion. He had to stand before that bear and kill that bear. And when you you think about it, so he killed the lion, he killed the bear, nobody saw that. Then he moved on to killing Goliath. Mm -hmm. Then he moved on and he was he was fighting. It doesn't mean to say he doesn't he did not fail on the journey, mm-hmm. but all the skills he he would need when he gets to his final place, he acquired on his journey. Mm-hmm. I have always said to you, don't despise the days of small beginning. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, whatever I do, every effort I put in the work I do, every energy I put in the work I do, every time I I, I invest in the thing I do mm-hmm. is for me. It's for me because you can only get better. So when you get to somewhere, maybe where you want to be now, you look, oh, I have that skill. I have that skill. I don't actually know all the skills I have until I put them in paper, when I'm writing statements, when I'm doing my CV. Oh, I did that. I did that. Every skill you acquire on the journey is for where you are going. So don't despise. I know I've told you this several times. Don't hate that manager. Don't hate this because what you are doing is you are learning things as you go along. Mm -hmm. If you are working closely with a manager, you'll be a manager one day and you've learned all the skills. And Because as a manager, definitely you, you are not going to always work with people who are level-headed. Mm. You will work with, there will be some people who connive, there will be some people who 
come together and conspire. There will be some people who will form um, a clique. It's it's always like that in the in the work um, uh, arena. So every skill you're learning, I w watch people closely. Mm. I watch people from afar and I watch people closely. I watch how they lead. I watch how they do things. I'm learning because I believe our life is a journey. Mm. God is taking us somewhere, wherever he's taking us. If we're able to unlearn what we think we know and watch, observe, learn from others, we can only get better. Okay. Um, when you had to start again, or the times that you've had to start again, what didn't you know at the time that you know now? What didn't I know at the time? Understanding this system, understanding how things are done. In this country? In this country. Okay. Understanding how things are done in this country. For example, let me use my teaching ex example um, 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 experience, for example. So when, when teaching in Nigeria, I don't know what it means to differentiate. Mm. Everybody is taught the same thing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say um, um, uh, level uh, higher level, lower level, this and that. Mm -hmm. We don't need to do that. You don't need to differentiate work for children. Even in secondary schools, work, work are differentiated. You have higher tier, you have foundation level. We don't do that. It only occurred to me that our brains work differently when I started to work in this setting. Mm. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. So anybody that is backward in Nigeria, or you came them. Or you came them. No, 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 this is the truth. Yeah. We all did the same exams. And if you fail, you fail. You all do. That means? That means you fail. No, what is you don't mean? know anything. Yeah, it's stupid. Stupid. Because you keep speaking in Yoruba. Is I'm, sorry. Is I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Yoruba. I'm sorry. I'm a Yoruba woman. And I just I just really love my language. I can't speak English continuously without without chipping in Yoruba into it. Sorry about that, um, listeners. But the thing is, yes. So you didn't understand. So at the time you were starting again in terms of your teaching career, you didn't understand how the system worked. It, it took me a while. Yeah. It took to me a while to, yeah. to acclimatize and also it's, it, to, to, to do my planning because obviously in teaching here, mm -hmm. we don't do any planning in Nigeria. Pick the book, take it to the class, teach the children. I don't yeah. know whether the th things have changed now. I'm talking of, of over 40 years now. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, listen, I had to put my eyes down, learn. Oh, so there are some children that are not learning at the same pace as this one. I see. I have to make sure that their work is easier for them. Mm -hmm. They can manage it. So that for me, yeah, mm. I had to do. That was challenging. But as a more general sort of like um, life skill as life lessons, because that's quite, quite specific to that particular process and mm. profession. Mm. But as a life lesson, what about what about starting again? Have you learnt um... and manage, dealing with people? Okay, dealing with people. How you deal with people? Um, you see that um, in in this country, <laughs> everybody has got their rights. Even if you have a cook in the house, the cook has got his rights. If you are a manager, you are managing people. The the people you are managing, they have their rights. There's something they call European human rights. There's nothing that like human rights where I came from. 
So it's something that I had to learn. Mm. I had to learn the way people behave, how you have to, you talk to people. You can't just be shouting like I'm talking now. When people are, when managers are talking to their to their colleagues back home, they shout. They will talk you down as if you know you are the you are the housemaid. If they, you know, but these are things I had to learn. Even just eye contact. I remembered when I first my, the first office job I did, um, Westminster City Council. My manager had to call me one day and said. What's going on? What, have I done something wrong to you? I said, no, what do you mean? And he said, why is it that you always avoid my eye contact? That was something new to me. I've never heard it in my life. So when you avoid eye contact, it means you're hiding something. Wow, what an eye opener. So I explained to him, I said, listen, where I came from, we don't look at um, people who are older than us in the eye. When we are talking to them, we have to avoid their eye contact. That's a, a sign of respect. Another sign of respect is when your boss is talking to you, whether small or adult, you don't look, you don't give eye contact. As a child, when your parents are talking to you, you don't be looking at them in the eye. So these are things that I've had to pick up and I don't start to say, that's how we do in my country. No, I can't do that. Those things... They may seem small or as nothing to you guys, but they're big things to us. Mm. They're really big things to us. You have to unlearn all those things and pick up new, new, new ways of relating. See, that's what I'm looking people. for. So what you what, what you're giving me now is, is examples of things that you've learned. But in terms of actual core life lessons and core life values, what you've just said now at the, at the very end is what I'm looking for. Okay. You have to unlearn to learn. Yeah. That's a key thing that in the process of having to start again, you have learned that you have to unlearn to learn. Yes. Okay. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Grammar. It's not grammar. <laughs> it's not grammar. Um, mm -hmm. Did starting again in... In, in however many ways you started again, whether that's, you know, coming over here to the UK, um, you know, um, getting married and then being separated, changing careers, because you changed careers a few times, you're not allowed to do it again, by the way. Um, Who says? I'm said, actually thinking about you, something. You're not actually thinking about I'm something. going for a PhD, whether you like it or not. PhD, uh, PhD. Yeah. Yeah, that's not your business. Uh, okay, we'll talk about this off-air. We'll talk about this off-air, because yeah. I'm not involved if you're doing that again. Um, did starting again in such a big way make it easier for you to start again in other areas? Not really. No. Not really. Why not? Because you, you just said you just tell tell you just said it. Other areas. There's anxiety. Mm. What is this other area going to? What is it going to bring? How much of my uh, time is it going to take? The commitment about that other area. Mm. It it is it's 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 not as straightforward as. It's, it looks. So you don't feel as though you could say, okay, well, when it came to teaching, I had to start again. So, you know, I, and, I, and I've done that successfully. I mean, you've successfully moved from being a teacher to being a family therapist and now to being a, a social worker. Um, you don't feel as though maybe in another area, I don't know, maybe if you decided you were going to write a book one day, you don't feel, oh, no, no, that's not really starting again, is it? Um I don't know. I don't know if you decided you were going to change careers again or if you decided that you wanted to move to another country. Do you not feel as though 
you've done it before, you've got the t-shirt, been there, done because that. It, because it, I've done it before, I've moved before, I've done this, I've done that before. Do you not but think it would I, be easier? Or I don't think, I, I, I always see things as a challenge. Okay. But be, the fact that I like to go through that challenge, no matter how challenging, the profession I'm, I'm in now mm -hmm. is challenging. Mm -hmm. And every day, in the profession is different mm -hmm. every single day you cannot wake up in the morning and think oh yeah what i did yesterday you you, you come across something different today and you have to go through it mm -hmm. so life is not straightforward whether you start afresh or not mm -hmm. so if you're changing if i'm if i decide that i'm going to do yes in my head i'm thinking i want to do phd but it's not as easy so it's easier said than done. That's what they say. It's easier said than done. It's easy for me to say, I want to change. Oh, I want to actually get married again. Mm. It's not as easy as that. Mm -hmm. You have to think about long term. Yeah. How are you going to be? Are you going to be compatible with that person? Mm -hmm. It may seem as if you are compatible from the beginning. What What's going to happen again? Obviously, what's happened in the past might be playing in my mind. Am I going to be able to, to manage this? Starting again is always not a clear slate. Mm -hmm. You know the end goal. The end goal for me, if I go back into education or to study, is because I want to get a PhD. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to be that easy. Yeah. How am I going to manage my finance? Yeah. How am I going to manage to pay for it? When am I going to have time to, to do my writings, to do my research? A lot of All anxiety. those things, anxiety comes okay. with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, why do you think people are afraid to start again? What is it about starting again that people are always reluctant or that makes people reluctant to actually because you can't over. you can't see the journey through mm. it, the journey is just not abc to mm. z mm -hmm. but you can't see the journey so you can start from a all of a sudden you find yourself in g mm. but you're supposed to go through b c d e yeah before you get to g and you find yourself in g and all of a sudden you come back to b life is never straightforward mm. and that's what causes the anxiety okay it's never straightforward we would love i would love to see the bigger picture mm -hmm. to see what a would look like what b actually would look like after b, b a what what is c going to look like after 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 b but God doesn't create us like that. Mm. He would never show us the bigger picture. Mm. We can see the end goal. Mm -hmm. We can see that this is what will happen when we take this step. What we hope to happen. What we hope to happen. Yeah. But it, it's not usually that straightforward. that straightforward. Okay. And that's where the anxiety comes in mm. because you don't know. And that's why the Bible, you know, implored us to... Trust God for every day because when you trust him for every day, then whichever way he arranges it, mm -hmm. it may not be chronologically, it could be non-chronological, but you will get to the end goal. That's it. <laughs> okay. This is the last question I've written down. Yes, um, sir. Go on. <laughs> um, when you consider how traumatic starting again can be, what advice would you give for people who have to start again, both by choice and by force? Because I think that there's a difference between by choice and by force. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah? Listen, I'm a Christian and I will always talk from a Christian point of view. 
when you trust God with whatever you want to start, even if obstacles come along the way, you are trusting him to take you above that. As I said previously, life is never, ever, ever, ever straightforward. Life is never straightforward. Whether you are starting a career, whether you are starting a marriage, whether you are starting um, a family, it's never straightforward. So when you trust God, if that becomes that foundation, so everything you do after that foundation will stem from from there. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you trust God, you are looking at something that's giving you that boost mm. that is nudging you. Stop now. Mm -hmm. Don't don't take that step yet. Don't say those words yet. Mm -hmm. Don't go in that direction yet. Do it this now. Maybe stop now. Finish what you're doing here. Then take the next step so that and then for some it could be a swift swift uh, 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 switch for for others it may be it may be you know it may not be as straightforward as you think mm. it may not be as straightforward as you think so trusting god is really important mm. and knowing exactly what you want mm. don't jump into things i remember there was a time i was called um, by a group of friends and they said let listen let's leave work let's start business and some so this and that some started and they're doing very well but for me i need to i need to think it through i need to see where i'm going but even with that it's still you know like it's about trusting god because our ways are not his ways, mm. neither are our thoughts his thoughts. So whether by choice or by force, when you trust God, he will take you to that expected end. What about people that don't believe in God? What, what about, about people, people that, that don't mm. that don't subscribe to any sort of faith? Because I've I've always found it very interesting giving the the Christian perspective and I think that makes sense because that's what you know that's what you believe yes. in that's your mm. foundation but sometimes when you make a comparison to people of no faith or right. who don't Oops. let me finish okay they don't subscribe to anything yeah you see that they are actually also successfully doing yes. things and they are they are and often what you find is you know sometimes they're doing things based on kingdom principles without actually even yes. knowing that they're based on kingdom principles yes so if you if i was a person of no faith or no, no faith belief, what would i well, say how would you advise me i will advise you to have the right people around you i will advise you to have people who are like-minded around you people who have your best interest at heart it's not all my friends that are christians and they know that I have their best interest. And I know that they have my best interest at heart. So when you surround yourself with people, one, who have your best interest, genuine interest at heart. Because it's not all those who are around you that have your interest at heart. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Genuinely care about what you do, where you go, what you want to do in life. So you need to have that those type of people around you. And people who will support you. Mm. You need to shine your eyes. 
<laughs> ensure seriously speaking I'm laughing you because shine your eyes for those who don't know that means you need to open your eyes you need to have your eyes wide open be aware yeah exactly you mm -hmm. need to be aware what type of people so these people I'm talking about is them it may not be many many people it can be very 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 few people it can be just two or three people that will call you to other and say to you listen I don't think if they will tell you as it is mm -hmm. as they see it because they've been there, they've done it, they've dumped it. And they will not say because they've dumped it, so you shouldn't go that way. Mm. If they, they will tell you exactly as it is. And they don't have to be people who have faith in mm. God. Mm -hmm. They may not know God, but they have your best interest at that. Mm. You are good at this. I think if you do this, if you do this, and they will provide you the resources. They will show you the way to go. Mm. That's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. For me, I have those people around me, but God is the ultimate. So mm -hmm. to say, I look to God mm -hmm. and I say, God, this is what these people have said to me. How am I going to manage my way to where I'm going? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, God brings people our way. Non-Christians, Christians, he brought our way and mm -hmm. he can bring your way. Mm -hmm. That was and that was, some some people will give you all the resources. When um 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 Nehemiah in the Bible, sorry, I have to go. I keep going back to the Bible. I'm sorry, but the thing Nehemiah when he was going to to when he went to the the king wasn't a Jew. Mm. The king doesn't know his God, mm -hmm. but the king gave him all the resources he would need to to build it to to build the wall. So people can come around you to support you, but you need to have the right people around you not mm. people you will tell what you want to do and off they went and make sure that everything doesn't work for you mm. you need you need you need more than anything to have the right people who are like-minded who have your best interest at heart and they will support you all to the end fantastic um I just want you to tell everyone a little bit about Single and Complete. So um, this is something that you started this year. Um, oh, let me not tell, tell, tell the listeners about Single and Complete. What is it? Why did you start it? What's your hope for it? Well, Single and Complete it was birthed, I think, 12 years ago. Mm. Um I think I, I'm a single mom, by the way, and I was I was just wrestling with God when the, the, I had some challenges and I was really wrestling with God and, and, and saying to myself, why, why do I have to go through this? This is, I don't deserve to go through this. Why should I? And I believe, and I can just hear him as he spoke to me that day, it was like an instant response that, my experience is to help others. And so I began to look at my life from that time. And I, you know, it never occurred to me that I could actually tell my story and change somebody's life. So that started the thoughts in my mind. But when I come to thinking about what do I then call what I want to do and how do I present this to a wider wider audience, you know, outside of my, uh, my circle. 
it just occurred to me recently that you can start this. So, and I began to think, so what do I call it? Single and complete. And God took me to that scripture that says you are complete in Christ Jesus. You are complete. Why am I complete? Because I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very curious in person, and I like to ask questions. So, and and then God took me again into, uh, I think Second Peter. I can't remember the, the book of by heart, but He took me to that book. He said He's given me everything I need for godliness. Everything I need, the peace I need, the patience I need, the experience I need, the the, the help I need, everything. So. Everything I need as a human being, God has given me. So as I'm single, the fact that I'm single doesn't make me incomplete. And when I look at the context we, I came from, Nigerian context, when you get to certain age as a lady, there's, there are some expectations. And one of the expectations is for you to get married. And the, and, and the pressure and everything. So it makes a lot of people feel that they are not complete until they get married. Mm. And don't get me wrong, marriage is a beautiful thing. But you have to know that you are already, everything you need as a human being, God has given you. So bringing somebody else into your life, that person must also know that they are complete so that you can complement each other. Mm. That's that's the reason for Singular Complete, sharing my stories and so that others can learn from my story. So it's kind of different to some of the programs that other people do because I am telling my story and I'm I'm sharing what I learn as I as I journey through life as a single mother. Did I make that clear or yeah very thank good. you. Very good. Well done. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Very proud of you. Thank you. Um, okay, so every time I invite a guest onto the podcast, I ask them three questions. Aye. Right? And these You've been asking me questions since I sat down. I know, but these are the three closing ah, questions. I've asked the 10 questions. <laughs> I've answered 20 questions. <laughs> Sorry, these are the... <laughs> ah. These are the closing questions. Aye. And um, they may, you may have to think about what your answer is going to be. Um... You ready? Yeah. Okay. How is your heart? My heart is pure. It's pure? Yeah. What kind of answer is that? My heart is pure. My heart is just pure. Mm. My heart is pure. I have an open heart. Okay. My heart is pure. I don't have, you know, hates. My heart. Nice. Um, oh, what's the second question? I'm not Jesus Christ, but I have a pure heart. Definitely not Jesus Christ. Um, I can't remember the second question. I thought you wrote them down. Yeah, no, so I memorized I these didn't three. want to tell me. What? Okay, memorize. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I can't remember the second question. I just remember the third question, so I'll just ask you two. What do you hope for? I hope to see my children settle, settle down in their marriage. I hope to carry my grandchildren. When I'm retired, 
I just want to see my grandchildren around me, see my children thrive in whatever they do in life. That's my hope. And the end of it all, I would hope for my family and I to see Jesus. That's beautiful. Can I just ask a question in terms of like the grandchildren? How many do you see around you? So I know how many to tell Dam Larry to have. Ah, so <laughs> listen. <laughs> Whatever number you choose to have, okay, I like is that. fine. By I like me. that answer. I like that. Answer. I'm not choosing that because I'm not. I'm not you. Okay, perfect. If you, if even if it is you, your husband may come and say, "I want ten children." What can I do about that? Sorry. Yeah. Go I, for it. Sorry, I don't know about we'll that. Manage it. I don't know about that one. And we'll survive it. You sound like dad, to be honest. Dad said exactly the same thing. Well. Because he told me he had a dream about his grandchildren. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I, what does that have to do with me? My said, children's children shall be like olive around my table. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Mommy. <laughs> And that's it for my conversation with my mum about starting again. I hope that you enjoyed that. I hope that you were able to take something from it. I hope that you laughed. My mum is hilarious. I think she was trying to tone it down a little bit. But usually um, we just end up having uh, lots of laughs because... um, yeah she's pretty funny um but yeah honestly I do hope that you've taken something from it I hope that it's encouraged you I hope that you feel as though starting again is not the end of the world it's not the end of your story and that actually it's just the beginning um if you want to reach out to Mama Ayobola you can definitely do so she is on Instagram I finally allowed her to have social media you can hit her up on single and complete that's single and complete on her Instagram but I will put that in the description box and if you're not following me you absolutely should be you can hit me up on all of my social medias it's Ayabola Deborah on Facebook Twitter and Instagram if you reach out to us you know what we will definitely reach back out to you oh actually also also um, she has a YouTube um, page and her YouTube channel, YouTube channel rather, why can't I speak? YouTube channel is single and complete, that's single and complete. So it's the same on Instagram and the same on YouTube. Watch her videos, share it with the single mothers that you know. Um, they will definitely um, get something or learn something as she shares her experience. Um, I think that's it for all the church announcements now. Um, So yeah, until next time, laters.